Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Welcome to the Jarjour Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sans Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sans Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you fill in my baseline, fill in my, fill in my baseline, you fill in my baseline, you fill in, you fill in my baseline. Good afternoon and happy Monday and welcome to Sant Live. You are watching that being said with George and Sammy. Georgeur, welcome in. Today's episode is a 347. We're coming off a phenomenal football weekend. And today's episode is brought to you by Freshly, which we will get to in a moment. But first, I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Life Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Speaking of sunny, it is 63 degrees in January today, and we're coming at you live and direct, baby. Um, thank you for watching, whether it be on Facebook.com slash Sound Live, our personal periscopes, G. George or Sammy, or YouTube.com slash Sound Live Sports. This is Sports Radio Redefined. Redefined. All right. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by Freshly. So, I know it's 2018, everyone's trying to get, get in shape, everyone's trying to get back to being their healthy selves, um, yeah. or you're a consistently healthy person and you you like to eat healthy and be in shape, or if you're busy, not a lot of time to eat healthy, or cooking isn't for you, Freshly is exactly what you need. It's always fresh, never frozen, a fridge full of fresh meals for the week, it does all the meal prep. That's no shopping, that's no chopping, and that's no cleanup. So, if you want... To change your life. It's really simple. You go to Freshly.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com and enter our exclusive promo code SANT. That's S-O-N-T. And you'll get $40 off your first two orders, free shipping on every single order. That's six meals cooked by Freshly Chefs for just $39, which is about $6 and something cents. It's exactly $6.50. We did the math. Per meal. And this is their best offer ever, and it's only valid for a limited time. So go to Freshly.com and enter promo code SANT at the checkout for this deal. George. What's up, man? Holy moly. We had um, – uh, we're talking pretty much NFL playoffs, guys. And then we might talk a little bit about the the NBA MLK Day games. Of course, there's the one of the big matchups of the year always, the Warriors versus Cavs. But as we all know, I, I don't know if Curry's even playing. Uh, and I don't believe he is playing in either way. This game – doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. My point is, we have, that's why I said we might talk about it. We have four games that were pretty phenomenal. One that was a little mm-hmm. lackluster, but it started off with a little shakiness. But 
we have that Minnesota Vikings win. We have the Jacksonville domination for a while over that team. The Eagles snuck out a close one. And then the Patriots game started off a little rougher than we thought, but eventually told the real story. Um, where do you want to start? Well, I just want to say, first of all, I mean, yeah, Saturday was great. We had uh, the Eagles and Falcons was a good game. We'll go through each and every game um, individually. We'll probably work our way a little bit backwards here from the last game since that was the best game ever, maybe not even of the, uh, the weekend, just in a long time in general. But I just want to go and say yesterday provided us with the football we've been waiting for the whole season. I know a lot of people said ratings were down this year. Things were going slightly not as planned this year. But yesterday, from the time the Jacksonville-Pittsburgh game t kicked off all the way through the end of that Minnesota and New Orleans game that ended in the most spectacular fashion I've seen in the playoffs at the, at the buzzer at least, what a memorable Sunday. And this is why you just got to love sports and love all that. You know, there was a moment in that game, Sammy, yesterday before we get started where, I mean, we all know and we're not going to be giving, uh, we're not going to be giving out any spoilers here. The Vikings won on a miraculous play. But when they, they won, were lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when they um, went for and made them come back on the field and Case Keenum was doing his clapping thing, and the fans were all doing their clapping. School. School, whatever that was. And I feel bad if you don't like sports because that's a moment that transcends sports, transcends cities. I don't care who, you know, what happens to the Minnesota Vikings the rest of the playoffs. Every single person who was in that stadium that was a Viking fan, any Minnesota Viking fan in general – Anyone who loves sports is going to remember the, the exact place and moment they were when that happened because it was one of the best plays in recent memory. I did see a tweet from uh, the Trey Wingo of ESPN. Long time, everyone knows Trey Wingo. I think if you know sports, you probably know Trey Trey yeah. Wingo. Is he from Seattle or is that no? That's Kenny uh, Mate. That's Kenny Mate. Um, Trey Wingo had this nice tweet that said, "If if fo football is dead, I like it when it's dead." Yeah, because I mean. That this was a great weekend, and yeah, that Viking game was awesome. The Jaguars game started off a little lackluster, mm -hmm. except for the fact that for some reason, even though it, it started off almost like blowout-ish, that was you. no, but that was that was something that's entertaining because it is the Jaguars blowing out it. Like the whole storyline of this Blake Bortles-led Jaguars team is up. What was it, twenty-one nothing or twenty-eight to seven? was also entertaining in itself. Um, and you didn't know, like you said, they were at home. You knew they were going to start scoring. Um, that's why I loved it. To the Vikings, before we fully talk about this, I will start that off with, it is, like you said, one of the best, if not the best endings to a game. Now, we're going to break it down today probably, guys, because me and George talked about it a few times today. Um, from We were talking, is that the best ending because of a, you know, there was there's 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 comebacks like the Super Bowl. There's the Seahawks ending against Green Bay Packers where it took a touchdown, onside kick, touchdown, and overtime. And then there's endings like this where it's just a single play that makes it really memorable. So we'll kind of probably touch through all these different type of things. But go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say. I mean, I don't know if anyone actually has a suggestion for one of our listeners. He wants to know how you can lock the screen and listen on Periscope. I don't know if that is possible on Periscope or not. Um, so if you do know how, let, uh, Sammy, let me know. If not, 
You can visit songlive.com. Uh, his name is Ridgen IA. And you can download our podcast after the show if you want to lock your screen and now actually watch us and just hear our thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to do it either. But, or if you f- have YouTube Red subscription, you can do that. And we're live on YouTube also. Yes, that's true. Uh, at Live Sports. Um, but I'm not too sure um, how that all works with YouTube. I know YouTube Red you're able to do the like swipe up and play yeah. when you turn your screen off. But to be honest, I'm not too sure. Okay, um, fair enough. But yeah. thank you for tuning in. Check out Sound Live on Facebook. Check out our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, Sound Live. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was that ending was phenomenal, but there's also different levels of endings where I saw something this morning on ESPN while I was at the gym and it was like best ending to a game ever. And I was like, well, it depends what you mean. There, you could be, we could be talking. A, like a single play we could be talking a comeback like the Super Bowl last year we could be talking about that Green Bay Seattle game where it took touchdown onside touchdown um, there's whole different variations and one last thing I wanted to say that we will be talking about today probably too on t- I said we're going to be talking maybe some NBA after we talk NFL playoffs and there I did see a question about a coaching hire so we're going to probably there's been a lot of coaching stuff within the last six seven hours yeah, I mean there's I been like three four five different things of news I, I just got a notification about the Seahawks having some defensive coordinator news as well. Really? Um, was it closing in on DC? Expected to turn Ken Norton Jr. Um, for DC role was he was their linebacker coach. So, so no more Chris Richard. Yeah, they might be turning to Ken Norton Jr. Wow. So I mean, we're talking. There's been five, six, seven different things this morning. Yeah, um, it's, been, it's been a little bit of a hectic day. Uh, if you follow our website, we've been posting news. Like I feel like every ten minutes we got something new coming up on there. Yeah. Um, but in general, what I wanted to also say, uh, we ha- also, you know, everyone got their predictions. And as you guys know, I like to boast about my predictions. Um, Even though he thinks he's hot stuff, but we're tied for the we're playoffs. We're now tied for the playoffs. Yeah, same. <laughs> we had a great week one, week one of a playoffs. I had a great week two. And there's a lot of controversy going on about the Minnesota Vikings line. Me and Sammy both had it at minus five. I told my uh, good friend before the game, Adam, minus four and a half, but I'll take the push. But he didn't because I write them down. Because <laughs> if George maybe was responsible and wrote them down or took screenshots, yep. then you know what? He'd have his win. But I write our, them down. And our camera did turn off uh, just now, Sam. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But, um, but really quickly, mm-hmm. if George was responsible, he would have written it down like I wrote it down. We both – I took New Orleans at plus five. George took it at minus five, Minnesota. We both got our push. It's totally fine. Actually, it was almost, you know, it almost screwed me over with that that field goal at the end of the game. But um, go ahead and talk about your picks. Yeah, well, one thing I want to do is I also want to thank Sammy for the New England Patriots minus 13 and a half. He he talked me out of taking Tennessee plus 13 and a half. And as a reasonable person that I am, I'm not that reasonable. That's a joke for those of you who actually know me. I changed my mind mid-show and took New England minus 13 and a half and rode with Sammy. Um, and I'm probably going to take him again this week as, as Sammy comes back and we start re- going through comments and recapping each and every game. Um, I'm, I might just start going through some comments right now because I know we got a bunch of them. Um, so let's get it started. Sammy, do you have anything to say, seems like, uh, real quick before I get going on those? Yeah, just we're going to start off with these comments and then we, we, we genuinely need to like Start game Start. by game. Exactly. We're bouncing around a little too much. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Sammy Michael says, George and Sammy, that was probably the craziest ending I've ever seen. 
Do you think that momentum will push the Vikings over the edge, especially if the Super Bowl in their backyard? You know what, Sammy? Um, I believe that that game in general will take the Vikings to the Super Bowl. Now, that's just one game. The Super Bowl is just one game. So anything can happen, and I, I believe the momentum will push them past Philadelphia. But I don't think that momentum necessarily means they'll win the Super Bowl. I think it's just, you know, you got two weeks to prepare. Momentum kind of slows down between those two weeks, between the NFC, AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. And I believe, uh, depending on who they play, if they play Jacksonville, yeah, I think they're, they're a better team. If they play New England, I believe New England's a better team. But they're not separated by much. I think it's actually going to be a fantastic game. Uh, if they both do make it to the Super Bowl. I think it pushes them over the edge next week um, with the fact of knowing the game's going to be in Minnesota. Like, they have the home field advantage if they make the Super Bowl. I think next week this is pushing them over edge because I think they're better than Philadelphia. I think the momentum's still going to be there next week. But like George said, I don't think come Super Bowl time, Mm -hmm. that's in two and a half weeks. There's not going to be almost three weeks. That's not going to be a momentum thing come that time. But for right now, yes, it can push them over the edge to the Super Bowl momentum-wise, um, knowing that the game's in their own their own house, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, let's say they're facing the Patriots in the Super Bowl come three weeks from now. I don't think that plays affecting momentum-wise I, I the Super Bowl. I agree with you on that, Sammy. And it'll be interesting to see what – one thing I would be interested to see in the Super Bowl, if it is in Minnesota and Minnesota makes the Super Bowl, is what kind of line will we get on that game? Are they gonna? Is the home field going to be effect on the Las Vegas line? I have no idea. I don't think so. I mean, at the same time, it, these kind of games are really expensive to go to. It's not always going to be the same crowds, right, the right. same people. I mean, come Super Bowl time, you're talking a probably a solid twenty to thirty percent of not random viewers, but people that might, you know, that's a family tradition to buy Super Bowl tickets and go Super Bowl. But the prices are going to be hiked up probably if they make that Super Bowl. It's going to be really interesting. But, you know, let's say a Jaguars team's there. There's going to be a lot of people from Florida trying to make that trip and also mm-hmm. be part of this. Um, it might actually be a big advantage if they play the Patriots. I know that sounds weird, but I feel like because the Patriots have been in so many Super Bowls and won last year and won two years ago. Um, there might be less desire from fans to put up huge trip. dollars and make the trip. Actually, no offense to Minnesota, but it's not going to a warm weather city where a lot of fans from the Northeast want to go to Arizona and get some sunshine for a week, or Jacksonville, or Miami, and get. Yeah, but no, I mean, if it was the first time, it doesn't matter what the oh, weather it's the first is. You time, know? But for New England, a lot of times that's an excuse to go on a vacation. Even if it was in Arizona this year, in the Cardinals going to the championship I, versus the Patriots, I would say the same thing, though. I mean, what's. If tickets are, let's say, $1,000 more expensive this year than usual right, because right, it's right. in Minnesota, as a as a Seahawks fan or as a Pats fan or whatever your team is, if you've made it multiple times the last 10 years, you might say, this: I'm not going to pay that extra money this year because it's not worth it, mm-hmm. um, which might help, might help the Vikings. But if it ends up being the Jags, let's say, versus the Vikings, who knows? Maybe as a Jags fan, you're like, that's the, probably the, was that first Super Bowl appearance if they make it? Yes. It's like... There's going to be some serious fans trying to get there. Absolutely. Um, Antoine Davis says, all bad luck in Minnesota had in the past. Uh, had in the past yesterday. The curse was broken last night. I was there in the game. It was a feeling I'll never forget. Minnesota is going to host the Super Bowl. That's pretty sick that you're at the game, Yeah. Uh, uh, first and foremost. I'm glad you were able to get tickets, Antoine. I mean, that must have been fantastic. If you have 
honestly, if you have any pictures of the moment after the game or anything, send them to our page. We'd love to post them online. Those are cool things. Totally. <laughs> the game is going to be the reason why Minnesota will win it all. I still don't think it's a momentum changer for them, but I could see this. Next week, they know they're playing a game. If they win, they're going to have a Super Bowl on their home field. I think it's going to affect next week. But like I said before, it's not. there's no momentum that lasts from January 14th till February 4th. <laughs> I kind of believe in momentum in game-by-game situations. Like in, I mean, in game situations, like you just turned over the ball and now you're hyped up. But I think when you have a week between the game, I don't actually feel like there's momentum to. Eagles score the first touchdown of the game. Where momentum's gone. The momentum to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, like it's over. On their home court field. Like now, if I if Vikings get the ball first, score, pick them off. It's fourteen nothing, and they're hyped. Momentum's I, Minnesota's favor. Yeah, like that's it's not. I feel like momentum is a game by game thing. I don't think ga- like with one week in the NBA, there's momentum. Like you won in back to back nights, and you play tomorrow. Okay, you have some momentum going into the game. Exactly, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But not in football. I see what you're saying. It's, it's like I seven feel, days. But... It's seven days off of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy Michael said, "You guys think Bill will go after Bradford to Keenum?" I love how I love how you <laughs> twisted this to a Bill's conversation. Uh, um, um, we'll he said, this- "He said shit or Bridgewater, someone in Minnesota going to Buffalo, right, guys?" Actually, quite possibly. Very though. possibly. I think they're done with Bridgewater. Well, actually, they're going to be done with Bradford first, right? Bradford's out of Minnesota. I think you keep Keenum and Bridgewater. Bridgewater's under contract. You can't let Keenum go as a free agent now this season because of what he's done. So Keenum's I, got the starting job next year. I think so. Specifically because of that throw. I think so. Um, Omar said, does this mean Keenum remains the starting quarterback? Well, that was weird. Great what will the Vikings here. do with the other two QBs? I think you got to stick with <laughs> Keenum. I really do. Um, but, I didn't like Bridgewater personally that much anyways, yeah. so I'd be a little biased on this. Yeah. Like when they got Bradford, and I know Bradford gets hurt a lot, but let's just pretend he wasn't getting hurt. I was like, oh, this is an upgrade. Yeah, and here's the thing with uh, Bradford, Bridgewater, Keenum, and this is going to be a segue to Adam Zucker's question. I I don't know if it's up on the screen yet. In turn, it is. I'll go to it. It's next. It's, ne- it's the next question. What about Pat Shermer well, for the Giants? There's the consistency right there. The offensive coordinator of the Vikings has been Pat Shermer for these last three years. And whatever quarterback that's played for Minnesota has produced well for Minnesota. He's been above average. Yeah. Everybody. And even though all three of these quarterbacks, Bradford underachieved in Philadelphia, came over to Minnesota. And in in St. Louis. And in St. Louis. Looked great. Keenum was a journeyman all year. He's looked great. Bridgewater, he's only played for Minnesota, but when he's been on the field, he's looked great. So I didn't, I don't like the Pat Shermer hiring because he went nine and twenty-three as a Cleveland Browns head coach. But then you got to also remember it's the Cleveland Browns. It's the Cleveland Browns. Bill Belichick couldn't win there. Nick, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban were on the same staff in Cleveland, and they couldn't win, and they couldn't make the playoffs. So I'm going to give Pat Shermer a pass. I don't know much about him, but I've seen that he's able to at least elevate quarterbacks to play better than they are. Quarterbacks, running backs. And wide receivers. And, oh, that's a good point. Um, Stephon Diggs has been a uh, overachieved and then underachieved because he got hype. But, like, he's consistently – and I know this play probably elevates his career. But Stephon Diggs is great. And guess what? Did anybody know who Adam Thielen was? Nope. I had no idea who he was. Adam Thielen had to pay his own way to go try out. Yeah. And look where he is. Um, Adrian Peterson, Has he? how long has he been there for? 
Schumer. Wow, well, right? You said, oh, because you said, I mean, you said all the quarterbacks, but I guess that's all been within the last two years. It's been, yeah, the last uh, two years. All the running backs have been fine, though. Devin Cook came out, was doing really well. Right. Latavius Murray's done well. They, He's done a good job on the offensive end, but that doesn't always translate, first and foremost. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's a good hire. I mean, like you said, all the quarterbacks have been pretty good. Um, but maybe this is showing you that that means the Giants are going to be drafting a quarterback. Oh, they're drafting a quarterback. Never now, know. does it mean the quarterback will start next season? No. I, which would be if they picked up Josh Rosen, put him behind Eli for, for one, one year, let him learn. You're set. Uh, Dane said, "Happy Monday, boys." Happy Monday. Happy Monday, bro. Omar says, "James lo- lose four straight." That's true. Uh, LeBron James. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they they're gonna. I bet they still lose to Golden this State is what tonight. I think, yeah. Uh, to be honest, but I'd be happy if they win. Thomas Bright said Vikings were so lucky. Okay, and that brings me to my question of the day that I want you to answer. And I want all the viewers listening right now, please please put in your feedback on this. Did the Vikings, oh, like make a big? Did was it more the Vikings made a big play in one, or more that the Saints blew it? Choked. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. It's the Saints blowing it. I think so too. The Saints I, choked. The best tweet I ever saw was if Williams, whatever I don't know his first name. What was his first name? Something Choker. Williams. Williams from the Saints. Whatever Williams, the dude that had the, the Marcus Williams who whiffed on the tackle. Mm-hmm. I saw the best tweet ever, which was if he had ever played Madden in his life. He would have known not to hit stick there. So true. Which I thought was hilarious. If you're not a Madden player, hit stick, you hit a button, you pretty much dive for like a giant tackle. And this is what he did. He literally went for the hit stick. And that could have been the worst blown play in history. I mean, for a playoff game and the way it went down, he could have got in position, let Stephon Dix make that catch, and brought him down. Possibly probably, inbounds. Probably inbounds. <laughs> Most yeah. likely. The, the reason I say that is because Diggs had to jump up for that. Yes. If he just waited and in midair as soon as the ball wrapped him up, he probably would have got him inbounds. But here's two things I want to say about and that. One, really quick. Okay. A pass interference even would have been better. Would have been better. might have been bad. They might have made the field goal. But it would have been, been better than whiffing. And or if you stood there and he breaks a tackle somehow, he's maybe slowed down to the point where he gets tackled right. when the buzzer runs out. Like it was so bad that he was the backside coverage, whiffed it, which allowed Stefan Diggs. It wasn't even like Diggs had to check the clock and like get out of bounds for the field goal or make sure he's gonna make it to the end zone. Like it was so bad that he was whiffed so bad that Diggs didn't even have to consider anything else. It was just like, oh, Touchdown. But see, the thing that like kind of came to my head right away there, Sammy, about that play was the New Orleans Saints for so many years, all we've said is poor Drew Brees, poor Drew Brees, his defense can never hold up, especially the passing defense. This year, finally gets a passing defense, yep. and then at the end of the season, That's the why passing loses. defense causes, causes a loss. And- I, the reason I took the Saints in this game, as you remember, I, I I did say Minnesota win. I wrote it down. I wrote New Orleans plus five with a Minnesota win. Um, but the reason I took Minnesota in this bet, because I said Minnesota wins, I just thought they're better. And we both were, we talked about this many times. We were both torn on this, right? Uh, we were torn on the decision for this one. Oh my, it was this tough. one was a hard one. That's why I just took New Orleans. I told you, I'm going to take New Orleans plus five. Or I'm going to take Minnesota to win just so I can get one of them right. It worked out. Um, it, the 
crazy part about this is the reason I took New Orleans plus five is because I told you time and time again, I trust Drew Brees. I trust Drew Brees. And guess what Drew Brees did? He, he delivered. Through. He delivered. He Absolutely. delivered on the promise. He came up and did exactly what he had to do. That fourth down throw on the money to the sideline. They got out of bounds, went in, scored, whatever. And I'm like, great. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do, and they're going to win this game. Absolutely. Um, and then all of a sudden – like you said, the one year that he has his defense, he's had two defenses now. The one year that he had it, they won the Super Bowl, almost like an Aaron Rodgers situation. Absolutely. And this year, we thought he had it again, and guess what? They lose because of the defense. Yeah, isn't, I mean, you feel bad for him because the narrative today would be more about Drew Brees and how amazing Drew Brees looked, and Drew Brees is all-time great, and Drew Brees can go back to another Super Bowl. It's funny, like New England, for example. I mean, they're going now. If they win, they'll be in their eighth Super Bowl. Drew Brees has been to one. The only difference between the two, they've both been offensively splendid. Drew Brees has never had a defense to carry him like Brady did. I mean, Brady's always been great. Sammy, you'll be surprised. Uh, do you want to? Who do you think gave up more points this year, Jacksonville or New England? Points? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna be surprised. Not New anymore. <laughs> New England. Yeah. As bad as their offense looked. In uh, Jacksonville gave up more points. Yeah, you, that's right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the thing Trick is, question. <laughs> are you sure about that? I because Jacksonville right is the number one yards. Yep. I'm checking for you. Tell uh, me your point. I'll check. My for point you. is, as bad as the Patriots can look defensively throughout the season, Belichick and company's defense always steps up. They allowed what seven points the whole game against the Titans. They gave up a garbage touchdown at the end. At the end of the day, the Patriots coaching staff is just fantastic. The stat was not correct. I don't know where he got that. Uh, New, New England's given up uh, 296 points this season. Yeah. And Jacksonville gave up 268. It was Minnesota, Jacksonville, Chargers, Philly, New England. Okay, so maybe it was like since week two or something. I, I forget what the stat well, was that I well, heard on the radio. Remember, mm-hmm. um, week one. New England gave up 40-something to the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. So maybe it was, like you said, from since week two, yeah, like the subtracting staff, the yeah. first game of the year. Yeah, I read some. I heard something on, uh, I want to say it was Clay Travis's show this morning. This Which it was probably a week two or yeah. so, something like that because you got to remember, too, the narrative this whole year was how bad New England's exactly. defense was. And they ended up fifth in the NFL um, in points per game yep. at 18.5. Um, they give up two, under 300 points, and there's only five teams to do that. Um, it, their only problem, really, was it looked like they gave up a little more yards per game than average teams, which... Mm-hmm. See, explain this to me, which this is not a good sign for New I don't understand their defense. They were fifth in points per game, right? Yep. They are 29th in yards per game. They give up 366 yards. That is 29th... The only people behind them are the Colts, Giants, and Buccaneers. I can tell you exactly what happens there. A great defensive scheme team. They're going to give up a lot of yards. What do they do at the end? They hold them to field goals because they're so sound defensively, coaching-wise. They give up what they know they have to give up. They and bend, They but don't break. Yeah. They give up what they know they have to give up. And then, we've talked about all season. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Los Angeles, and Philly's defense. The only t- team ranked right behind them is New England. And Baltimore is right there. And like, right there. And that was another team that we were like, wow, it's a very good defense. New England has the fifth highest ranked defense in the league. And I think it's since week three. Because remember, they gave up like 40-something points to the um, Chiefs in week one. And then they gave up, 
I forget how many points exactly. Yeah, they gave up tw- 42, then 20, then 33, so then 30. So it's probably after week four. Yeah. I'm assuming because after that, I, their highest they gave up looks like in the uh, like in the 24 to Pittsburgh, maybe. Other than 27 that, 27 to Miami. Yeah. Other than that, oh yeah, that's a loss. That's mm-hmm. why. Um, probably since week four, they've probably been the lowest because the first three weeks it looked iffy. But remember. I think you've been saying this all year that give them some time and their defense will be figured out. Yep. And they did. Um, Antoine Davis said every team gets lucky. That's true. You, Mostly you, true. You, you can't win without getting lucky. Like the Patriots. Mostly true. Yeah. I mean, even the Patriots right now, everyone's like saying the Patriots got lucky because they got to play the Titans and Marcus Mariota. You know how lucky they got? They took the, uh, what's his name? Jesse James from, uh, from Pittsburgh catching the ball. And then getting it ruled incomplete by this much from but being a home game. it was incomplete. So yeah, I know. catch the ball and guess who plays the Titans in the second round? The Steelers. The Steelers, yeah. So the half and half. Um, Sam Michael said, can you tell me what happened with the Titans? Yesterday I heard their coach was signing extension, and today I hear he's gone. We're going to get into more of the coaching stuff later, but I'll tell you what happened. Um, apparently yesterday, I've, I read like a series of tweets about it. Apparently yesterday they were almost – sold on some a contract extension mm-hmm. he wanted more than they were asking for and he believed that his value to the team was more than um they were offering him which he should have just taken the goddamn extension because he everyone knows he's not that good and they were like nope that's as far as we're going and so when there was reports saying that there was going to be a contract extension that was they were in the titans were ready to give him one mm-hmm. but then Apparently, he wasn't ready to accept that whatever rate they were giving him. And so then they mutually agreed to part ways, a.k.a. Titans were like, then leave. Yeah, so, and uh, I think they thought they were going to get Josh McDaniels. They didn't, but we'll talk about that. Which is so. possibly why they – but uh, did they think – I don't think they thought so. Then they wouldn't have given him the extension. So maybe they knew they were out on it, and then when he wanted more money, they're like, fuck it, we can find yeah. somebody else. Um, Dane Lee said, by the way, Sammy, a good fire in my eyes. Oh, yeah. I mean, God. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm not a fan of Marcus Mariota in general, but he, you need he's to get digressed. him off. You need to get, he's regressed because he has a defensive coach. Get him an offensive coach. Let him, let him get better through an offensive mind rather than trying to get Mike Malarkey, who's an offensive line coach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dane Archer said, and not one person in the stadium had left either, which I thought was awesome, like the, the Minnesota game. It was still packed house. There was nobody that was like, we lost. Let's yeah. get out of here. I'm sure there was one or two people. I know, but you look at the Steelers game. It the Steelers cool. only lost by three, right? And I know it's because of partially Mike Tomlin, which we'll get to today. I really... Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. So do I. Um, but like the Steelers game was half empty in the last quarter because they gave up on it, right? And I thought the Minnesota scene was awesome. Christopher Hardy said, how's it going, Sammy? Specifically me, because um, George was with him on picking his favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think I got, I think personally, we'll get into this more. I think I got tricked by this whole, you know, I was so confident taking the Falcons against the Rams. And I just thought that, I, I don't know. I just, I think I put, and actually not I thought this is for sure I've I've been putting too much value on specifically the quarterback position in the playoffs yeah. because yes it's probably the most important position on the field but we have a final four of Tom Brady and then Blake Bortles Case Keenum and Nick Foles 
I got to remember that, and I, I think we all fall into this hole sometimes. There's more than just a quarterback in the NFL. Right, Sammy. And I want to ask you another question here after you just said what you just said. Can you give me those top five teams in defensive points allowed this year? Yeah, they don't have quarterbacks. Minnesota, they're in the final four. Philadelphia, New England, um, and Jacksonville. And Jacksonville. This year, defense is back. Is it just this year, George? Because we said the year Drew Brees, the only time he ever won the Super Bowl is when he had what? A defense. The only time Aaron Rodgers ever won a Super Bowl was when he had a what? The only top 10 defense yeah. in his career. The Seattle Seahawks, who are supposed to be a playoff contender every single year, why have they been so dominant? Why did they win the Super Bowl? What does that say? 43-8? to eight? Defense. Their defense. Yeah. The, the only team that kind of bucks that trend is very coached, well-coached defensively, the Patriots. Last year, they didn't have a high-ranking defense, and they won the Super Bowl. Let's see but where you know it ranked, what? though. But maybe that's, that's where I was going to go. Maybe it's just my perception that they didn't because have Because we're like Tom Brady, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You so. could be right, though. Well, uh, no, I think they were pretty decent last year also. Um, they were in total yards per game. Remember, this year they're 28th mm-hmm. in total yards per game. Uh, they were 8th last year. They gave up uh, the least amount of points in the NFL last year, okay. 15.6 points per game. All right. There they we actually go. were the number one defense in points per game last year. <laughs> Jesus. And then they were the number three rush defense in the entire NFL last year. Um, and they were the number 12 pass defense. So their pass defense is a little off. But see, the thing is, everyone's saying the Patriots can't win the Super Bowl before the playoffs because of their defense. But they're a top five. They're defense. top five defense. So crazy how that is. I had no like. In, it's all perception. The fact that you just said, "Well, last year they kind of like kind of trumped that uh, that theory," and then it's like, "Okay," I was like, "Yeah, they did." And then I was like, "Hold on, why am well, I saying well, yes?" Just, I was I like, say it's perception. Yeah, I'm like, wait, why don't I look this up? And they were the number one points it's, for game. It's defense. because they have a good quarterback. So it's like it's almost like automatic. If you have a good quarterback, people are like, "Other oh, defense must not be that good." I'll tell you one thing about the New England Patriots, though. Their division probably helps with their defensive numbers in the regular season. Absolutely. Um, the Jets have not been very good for the last six to seven years or since Mark Sanchez left and Rex Ryan left. Let me say the same for the Vikings this year. I mean, the, the Lions, are pretty, they were 8-8. Eight and eight, And, I mean, you have to play Aaron Rodgers first half of the year. Yeah, but I don't think they got to play the, Vi- the Packers with Aaron Rodgers once this year. I'm just saying this year. I'm not sure, but yeah. – the. They had a decent schedule. They the played same. the Rams. They played They played a lot of good teams. I know. Falcons. I'm just saying in general, if you want to talk about divisions, the Patriots played a first-place schedule too. The, and then if you want to look at the Jaguars, same thing. Luck was out. Mariota hasn't been a great player this year. Jaguars I'll agree with, yeah. but not with the Vikings one. The Vikings played the Saints and Steelers week one and two. Yeah. Saints, Steelers, the Bucks, Lions, Packers, Ravens, Redskins, Rams, Lions, Falcons, Panthers. Like Bengals, yeah, yeah. That, that's a hard game. Yeah, schedule. but I was just talking about division. But yeah, let's go on to the next comment. So we can um, get to the games. We've <laughs> Antoine said, yeah, I was at the game um, in Minnesota, and Keenum had us going crazy. You people in the stadium crying uh, because we believed the curse was broken last night. Yes, because I did not go nowhere until about 30 minutes after the game. That's, that's so pretty cool. sick. Um, wow. Before, before we go off that, I was just going to say very quickly. After the game, they scored. I, w- I walked away. The game is over. I come back about 10 minutes later. They're out to line up for the extra point to kneel. The stadium was still full. Yeah. Like, usually you say, oh, we won the game. High fives, out the door. But they were still there. Yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, that 
Case Keenum thing. Yeah. This one, the picture of the chanting skull was for that. When everyone got off the field and brought the teams back yeah. on, like that crowd just stood there, which was crazy. Absolutely. Um, Dane said, you can thank me for that game too, George. He said, George, how could you have taken the Titans? I didn't. Okay. He's, he was here. He knows that you said Titans first. I, I He's saying you can thank me for that game too. Uh, sure. I thank you. And you should thank me for the rest of the games, Dane. He thinks he's hot shit because he had one good, uh, one good playoff weekend. He went one in three the last week. Sixty-two percent on the season. He had one. We're not. Anyone talking about the season? I'm just saying. I'm having a fantastic. Did you see one of the comments asking about what happened week four? I don't think so. Uh, Devin said, "Yo, what's up, bro?" He said, "Saints should have won." I hope Case Keenum is ready to play in the cold. Uh, I hear it's going to be sixty degrees in Philadelphia next weekend. Uh, I think someone commented that on our, our post. I'm going to look it up while you go through the next comment. I'm pretty sure it's like 60 degrees next week. I saw something. The game's on Sunday, correct? Yeah. Right. Um, Dane said, if the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl, they will absolutely be favored. By far. I, I believe so, too. But I wonder if they're going to be favored by less points than they would be if it wasn't in Minnesota. I, I'm just wondering what kind of – I mean, we'll find out because David Casucci will tell you. Yeah. Uh, we, we gave an extra point and a half instead of three points. They're not going to get the full three points of home field advantage, but they might get one. Maybe. Maybe I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm. You know what it is too. We probably don't know the full statistics behind like who buys Super Bowl tickets and who attends. Well, I have and, no idea. Like, I feel like Vegas knows this kind of random shit. Like, who really attends Super Bowl games? Is it really like? Is it the extreme fans? Is it a mix? Is it a lot of like twenty percent corporate? Yeah, like twenty percent corporate, ten percent those like Visa giveaways and like companies and. You never know. 53 degree high, so 39 right. was, degree low, but it's at night. So it's about 39 degrees. The game's at night. Game. Low usually comes at like 2 in the morning. Right, <laughs> but it's not going to be 53. It's not going to be the high. Because the game is at 6.30 Eastern. Well, check what it's going to be at around 6.30. It's probably going to be in the 50s, to 40, high 40s to low 50s then, right? Yeah, most likely. It says here Sunday night, partly cloudy sunset at 5.06. Well, the sun's just setting when the game starts. That means the weather's going to be okay. The sun, the game's at 6.30, so the sun will be already set. It's but actually yeah. at 6.40. 6.40. Fun All fact, because right. they do those weird times. Okay. times. Um, I'm not sure. It says, uh, on ESPN, it says game time should be around 55. And Cardi Harup on uh, Periscope says, get ready for the bikes to get their ass whooped by my birds. And Andy Benick said, where's the beef? Cardi B? What? Cardi B said that? Who said that? Andy Bennett. Oh, the one Bennett. before that? Cardi B, like the rapper? Caddy Haropi. Ah. I, ah. I thought we broke through. Um, Matt Yupusupipo, and you I still can't say Cupsico. said, I hope Keenum is. Oh, he said, I hope Keenum's ready to play in the cold. Um, Devin said, Vikings or Saints would have lasted an outside cold. Super Bowl wouldn't have lasted. Um, yeah, but it's an indoor. Um, Antoine Davis said, I will send pictures. Awesome. Please do. Matt said, to watch the Saints lose the way they did was pretty heartbreaking. Oh, of course. With crying is. faces. And um, I had some agreement on the me saying it was by far blowing it, not Vikings winning it. Yeah, Thomas I, said, blew it, not even close. And Omar said, laughing faces, Saints blew it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. I just wanted to know if, ever, if people Everyone's on the, same, the page. Same, same page. Yeah, they... Definitely blew it, but that doesn't take away with how, how great of a game uh, the Vikings played. 
played. Like, it doesn't take yeah. away from the moment. And Devin agrees. Saints definitely blew it. William King said, LeBron said today that they are not ready for Golden State. Do you all see anything wrong with saying that? Um, yes and no. That means you shouldn't say you're not ready for a team. Yeah, just but, don't say you're ready and but you're not. I, I wouldn't take those words too seriously out of his mouth. No. He says a lot of things that – and Devin said, Cavs are just bullshitting. Like, come on, guys. Everybody here obviously loves basketball. This is the same thing every year with LeBron. It's going to be his eighth year going to finals, win or lose. Yeah, we've kind of seen probably we've, we've kind of seen this before. <laughs> yeah, uh, William said Devin only because they're in the East, and Devin said only the East. Uh, Shmish beliefs uh, that East is uh, that East is weak is uh, argument is BS. I agree. He said LeBron's had more competition in the East versus Jordan. Besides talking about weak, what did Golden State do last year in the playoffs? They beat up on hurt teams, hence why they went sixteen and zero. You act like the East is full of high school players. Last time I checked, they all had to go through a draft or get signed. These players are the National Basketball Association, not high school, bro. And I agree with that statement. Um, I think both both Cavs and Warriors had a pretty easy, pretty easy um, paths. paths last year, especially. Um, and uh, Christopher Hardy said, "Weather can change within the week." Oh, absolutely. Can. Oh, definitely. But we'll we'll probably keep checking up on that. And Janelle Lavoid, Lavoid. I don't know how to say it. Said Duluth, Minnesota, so Vikings fan. Oh, go Vikings! Said yes, yes, it can. Um, yeah, I, I'd hope it stays in like the fifties for Vikings' sake. I'm rooting for the Vikings. I want them to. I have no reason to either vote root for the Vikings or for the Eagles, but I just feel like a Vikings Super Bowl in Minnesota. That's pretty damn cool. I would, I would root for them for that. Yeah, and all for me. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll be rooting for my pick. <laughs> Whatever that becomes, I don't know yet. You know, the line right now is at three and a half Minnesota. See, as much as I care about my picks being right, I never really. I don't always. He knows me. He sits there and watches the game with, for me with me. I was rooting for Jacksonville, even though I picked against. I picked against I them. I was rooting for, um, and I was rooting for uh, Minnesota at the end of the game, even though I picked against them. I was just like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. So for me, as much as I. I have a extreme competitive mindset where I hate to lose, but when it comes to some games, like you sit there, like Jacksonville yesterday, they're so much cooler than that Pittsburgh Steelers team. And I don't I know, know if you're big like Bell or whatever these fucking guys on the Steelers names are. If you're a big fan of them, that's your thing. But like, I don't like that team, and I really like the Jacksonville defense. And I think Blake, I like seeing Blake Bortles win the playoffs. Yeah, and my favorite thing, uh, like about that game, I really, really love the real killer bee. Who? Blake Bortles. He's the GOAT, according to many people these yeah, days. And Janelle sure. also said, best last play I've ever seen ever. Go Vikes. I agree with her. I, I, I haven't seen No, it. you do not. The yeah. best last play ever. La- last play. I There's been better last plays no, wh- in history. One. The one to Jacoby Jones in the Baltimore game, that was an 80-yard touchdown play against Denver. That was in the last play. Of the yes, game. it was. They had to I, kick off. This was the first ever walk-off in the fourth quarter of a postseason game ever. I don't think that's that, I promise you. It was a, I, Where'd you get that fact? Just Google. This was the first ever walk-off in the fourth quarter of a postseason game. There's been ones with like four seconds left and they have to kick off. This is the first ever walk-off in the fourth quarter, not overtime. Overtime because, you know, they touchdown wins the game. I don't know if that's true. It's, yeah, no, I'm, it, I'm, I'm going through it. Hey, we're not going to find this out on the show. You can't find that stat like very fast. Let's be real. All right, go ahead, uh, go ahead with uh, – do you have any other comments, or uh, I'll pull that up while we... I don't really need it. to see it. You don't have to prove me wrong. Like, I don't really care if it's the last one ever. I don't think it's... It's probably not the best play ever in football for me. I mean, personally, I was talking to George about this earlier. 
Um, I think the just the comeback last year, even if it was a boring play, it was probably better because the Super Bowl they were down twenty eight to three, and the way that tops off things, I think it's better. Um, and I like the way the Seahawks Green Bay game ended better because it was onside touchdown, onside recovery, and then a touchdown in overtime to win it. Those are more exciting endings for me. Um, the problem I have with this one that makes I wish didn't happen. I wish the Saints defender didn't whiff it. I wish that he was there and like Diggs broke the tackle or something. That'd be cool. Because the whiffing of it is the only problem I had with the play where it was like, that like that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, but really, I saw something. They had a one point nine or like something under a two percent chance with ten seconds left to even win the game or tie it. Like, because the field goal, they still needed like 10, 15 yards for a field goal. Right. So they had, um, they had like under a 2% chance to tie or even win the game, and they won it. So yeah, I feel it's, like it's a, it's the winning percentage was probably even the, below 1%. The tie percentage was probably higher. No, like no, the tie, would tie or win. But I saw a tie percentage was at under 2. Wow. So it was like a 1.9 percentage because they had one play to get like 10 to 15 yards, and they'd have to get out of bounds. Like Diggs, if Diggs was tackled on that play, the game he, was over. The game was over. Unless he stepped out somehow. And, and he, I, I found it, Sammy. According to Adam Schefter, Case Keenan to Stephon Diggs to end the game was first ever walk-off touchdown in the fourth quarter of a postseason game. Fourth quarter. That's what That's I was trying, trying to say because overtime is a walk-off no matter what. Yeah, I was about to say. I know there is because like Tim Tebow's was an overtime one. Like yeah. that play was cooler then you think this, so? by far not even close because it wasn't a whiff to play it was tim tebow like one of the shittiest quarterbacks of all time and like not supposed to be starting quarterback and what was that like an 85 yard touchdown yeah. obviously there's going to be a relevancy like a relevancy or, or uh, whatever what do you call it relevancy like memory right now where everyone's going to say it's the best because it happened yesterday. I know it's the word you're and looking for. I forget what it's like. Called. It was recency bias. Recency bias. Thank you. It's like, oh, it happened yesterday. Of course, it was the best play ever. But there's been better moments, it, specifically because the guy whiffed. I think right. if he didn't, like I'm telling you, if that was just like a, let's say that was a hail mary where somehow he got by him and it was like a dime, or he broke the tackle, like just the whiff for me was what kind of took it a notch down. But is it probably a top five play all time? Most likely. Like for playoffs. Yeah, yeah definitely. But I wouldn't say it's probably, it's the, probably be the best play in Minnesota Vikings history. I mean, yeah, that's probably not even refutable. Right. It was probably not even anything that could come close. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's probably an easy answer. But the that was one of the best plays. It was definitely a top five play of yeah. all time yeah, is what I'm saying. And especially because it was in the playoffs. And probably if you break it down with playoffs, it's probably top three or four ever, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is pretty cool. Yep. And then Andy Benick on Twitter said, the same guy who said, where is the beef? Uh, we never found the beef. But he says, is Tomlin on the hot seat? And what dipshit runs a sweep on fourth and inches? We were actually talking about that during the game because... We'll talk about that in 20 we're, seconds. Yeah, we're we're going to get to the, all the games here in a bit. Let me let me read a couple of these comments. Okay. Because um, Bella Nicole, somebody new, welcome in, said that play was iconic, da, da, da. And they said facts, LOL. I think that was facts came after I said it was top five. Mm-hmm. I was saying I don't think it's the greatest play of all time because I think recency bias was the word, right? It's a lot of recency bias. It was last night, so we're like um, – 
um, we're going to say, oh, my God, it was the best play ever. But it's probably not the best play ever. But it's definitely in the top five. And Omar is it looks like he's agreeing with me a little bit. There. So I'll remember it as a busted play, but not to take anything away from the Vikings. Yeah, That's how yeah, I remember it. Because the dude, that was the stupidest tackle of all time. Right. I, I find it to be very iconic. I, I don't know what the best play is. I haven't, I haven't really sat there and thought, like, what's the best play ever? But it's up. It's definitely up there. The Music City Miracle was it was up there. I That's was, not NFL. Yeah, it right? is. Music, Music City, City Miracle, Buffalo Bills versus Tennessee oh, Titans. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about the um, – the the band the band yeah that's the Stanford that's album. it I was like music I heard music and I was like the yeah. band play that's the music a... city miracle maybe the Aaron Rodgers against the Cardinals had a couple plays that sent the game into overtime remember a few years ago that were just freaking sick but uh, they ended and up the and the Seahawks had to score onside yeah, so and remember that was a four interception Russell Wilson game yeah. in that in that NFC or those to go NFC to the NFC that was the NFC game. championship in Seattle four picks. Had to score a touchdown, an onside kick off of a Green Bay player's helmet, score, go to overtime, score. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying for the that was the the sequence was way cr- better. That was probably one of the best top two with the sequence of the comeback last year for yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, sequences. But the last play because it was a walk off in fourth quarter. It wasn't like overtime where you know you score it's over. It was like I guess the thing with that play yesterday, why I found it to be so amazing, was because. Not for one instant in my mind did it occur to me a touchdown. The whole time I was like, are they going to get in field goal range? Are they going to get in field goal range? And the ball was thrown, and I was like, is he going to catch it and get in the field goal range for where the ball was? Because it wasn't a Hail Hail Mary. And then the guy blew it. That's what happened. He busted coverage. He tried to hit stick the guy and went in for a touchdown. So, see, this is where it might be the most, like, iconic play of all time, but it's not. Like, for example – because also because it is a fourth quarter, like you're saying, it's first ever to be like actually a fourth quarter yeah. walk off. I think that's giving it a little boost. Right. Not 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 for me. I'm not saying like it should be, but I think almost like a recency bias thing. It's giving it a boost that maybe it deserves, maybe it doesn't. Like the Tim Tebow play. Okay, if they didn't get that play, they had another play coming because it's overtime, yeah. right? And, and, but and, and, and it's I, a better play maybe because it's not a busted play but i think what you said exactly was the reason why it could go down as the best ever is specifically because two things were going through my head either wow they just fucking lost this game exactly or are they even gonna get in field goal range and neither one of those happened right shockingly it was the opposite of both those it was them scoring so that's where i could see with the meaning behind it it could be like the best play ever but Unfortunately for my head, just the way my head works, I'm seeing it a little bit like Omar, whereas I remember it as a busted play. But busted play that is still like a, holy shit, I'm not trying to... You know how I felt about that play. Oh, you were watching I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I watched you, it like 10 times. You, you didn't like see it and you're like, busted, busted play, play. No, don't give a shit. But I'm just talking about like after like after trying to decide, is it the best no, play no, ever? I, and I agree with you. If, if I was going to say, was it the, did the Vikings win or did the Saints choke? The Saints choke. Yeah. I know the Vikings won the game. They deserve. But the Saints choked. The Saints choked that game away. And I want to say one thing. Um, this will be a segue until I guess probably should take a break and then come back in with a recap of each game. But I want to keep in mind for uh, Andy. Uh, we come back in about seven minutes. Keep a. I want to talk about Mike Tomlin quite a bit here. For Mike Tomlin. Wait, right now or after? No, no. Just I'm going to segue this. 
Think about the quarterbacks Mike Tomlin has lost to in the postseason. Also, think about, have you ever seen a coach mismanage a game more than Mike Tomlin? Cause no, I haven't. Let me tell you something mm-hmm. before we get uh, before we move on to our break and, and come back. I I am confident that first of all, Mike Tomlin is not on the hot seat. He's not because I think they've had three or four coaches since 1969, mm-hmm. um, which is just whoa. Because <laughs> um, they don't fire people. Number one, but number two, if there was anybody else coaching that team. Would they at least have put, at least had a chance to have a kickoff at some point? I yes, think so. I think so too. Gonna go through a couple comments. Okay. And then we're gonna um, then we're gonna take a break and we'll be back. Devin said, "Best football play I've ever seen would be between three plays. One of them is Brady getting speared and his helmet came right off. Looked like he died, but he got right back up. I love Tom Brady. Anything Tom Brady. Yeah, really by is. the way, do you, do I don't do you need a break? Yes. Okay. We should take a break. Because right. I'm going to switch out the camera. And it's okay, been one hour. Fair enough. Omar said, not a Vikings fan, but Keenum will be ready for the Eagles, even in the cold. I'm riding with Keenum all the way. Bella said, uh, I already read that one. Bella also said, I feel like the reason it's so great is because nobody expected him to do that. Um, you you expect people like Brady or Rodgers or Breeze to do something like that, not Keenum. Said, but I feel y'all. William should have tackled him, not went for the Madden hit stick. LOL. <laughs> Seriously, he did. Yeah, and the thing is with that, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be like one of those guys, be like, I could have done that. But like, realistically, I played high school football. Okay, and I, that sounds, I'm sounding like a little little bitch right now, but <laughs> I could have, if I, I could have stood behind Stefan Diggs. Had him catch it and at least cause some havoc where he might slow down. Like he might truck stick me, but then I'd, he'd slow down. Somebody could tackle him. I could have like jumped on his back. I could have done anything other than what Williams did, which would have resulted in a better play. I could have shoved him out of bounds and maybe make them sh- kick the field goal. The fact that he dove at the dude's hip without even trying to get in position with knowing that he is the backside. Like how is the backside guy going for the hit stick in the air, diving hit stick? Sammy, this is coaching. I'm sorry. This is coaching. Doing, would a new England Patriot ever make that mistake? <laughs> um, they call the timeout right before that play to get their defense set up. You've got to tell the guys in the huddle, no matter what happens, you don't let the guys get behind you. You don't get a pass interference. But, hold on, I said this earlier. The pass interference would have been fine it compared been to what better. happened. It would have been better. It would have been fine. It would have been better. It would have been field goal range and had an attempt. I think it would have gone three things, actually, before they say no pass interference. I think it would have been don't let him get out of bounds. No, don't let him. Yeah, don't let him in front of you. Don't let them get out of bounds. And then also don't pass interference. But I think pass interference would have been the last option before what he actually did. Right. Because first option would be just don't let him get behind you and they're getting a Hail Mary. Second is protect the out-of-bounds line. Like, if he does happen to catch it, try to tackle him in bounds. Third would be, like, if for some reason, let's say he did get behind him and they're throwing it to him, dive at his ankles and have a pass interference because that's better than catching it. Don't try to, like, make the best play. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. He wasn't even trying to make the best play. The best play would have been trying to, like, bat the ball down. He was trying to just hit stick him, which for no reason would have done anything. One thing about that, 
I feel bad for the guy. I hope he recovers. He's a rookie. You know, I mean, a lot of times you play like that, you'll never, you, you'll never come back from that. I hope he does. Um, Gabe on YouTube, he was watching on YouTube. Gabe uh, Valdermara. Oh, really? He's on YouTube. Today. Oh, what is up? Said, uh, "What's good, guys? What a fucking weekend for football." What a fucking weekend is right. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, what a fucking weekend. Even the Patriots, the Tennessee game, which we'll get to eventually, guys. Um, like, Max Mayo drove on the first drive, and me and George were like, what the fuck is going on? Why is it 7 nothing? Because, realistically, the last thing I expect is for them to go up 7 nothing to start the game. And me and George literally were like, what the fuck are they up 7 nothing? <laughs> like, like, this weekend was absolutely amazing. That's yeah, I, there was no other way to put it. Like, they should not. It shouldn't have gone I mean, that good. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we got to get to each game's breakdown here. I mean, even that Philly Atlanta game had so many ups and downs and twists and turns. It was a very good football game. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we got here? Uh, Omar said Dante Culpepper, who just Case just became the greatest Viking quarterback ever. Uh, I would say Brett Favre almost won the won a uh, championship. And if also Case Keenan wins this this week, who's who's taking him further? The the only so three times I think in my lifetime have the Vikings made the NFC Championship. They made it in the past before, like I think with uh, Kozar, uh, Bernie Kozar back in the day, and they, I'm sure they made it other times. But since I've been watching football as a kid. They made it to the NFC Championship with Dante Culpepper, where they missed a field goal to go to the Super Bowl. They went with Brett Favre, who threw an interception to take him away from the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game. And now this is the third time with Case Keenum they made it. Who's going to take him to the Super Bowl at their home? If they city. win the game, don't Viking fans. I'm warning you. I'm warning all Viking fans right now. I know you guys won that last game. Remember the heartbreak you guys have had in the past. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again here in Philly. I don't think it will because I feel. Like, first of all, by the way, which we're going to get to also, but I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to say anything else. The Eagles were handing that game to the Falcons. I don't do like, do you want it? Do you want it? Like, we fumbled like four, three, four times. Ajay had like 60 yards. Blunt had like 20. And they only scored 16 points. If you told me that all was going to happen, I'd say Atlanta won 35 to 16. Right. Um, Williams said, Devin, how many stars get picked up from the All-Star from the West and East, I meant watch how many. He said, I think he was trying to keep uh, – yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not talking basketball yet. Um, Dane said, yeah, Sammy, muffin the punt against Ballard. Lost 14-7. to 7. Thanks. Um, that was my last football play of my career. Um, wow, he remembers. I'm telling you, everyone remembers this fucking punt. I've had so many people bring – you've brought this up, like, in front of people many times. My damn punt where I got I – got, I muffed it and got my ass just – Demolished and Sammy senior. I played football. I well, first of all, I was, you, remember when you were a wide receiver? You were pretty good. I was a good football player when I was young, and I first of all was never thrown into a punt situation in practice, and they threw me into a punt situation in a game, and I felt that was a little. Uh, I, I don't like little, to call out coaching all the time. But that's coaching. That's coaching problem. Um, and Sammy High School is not known for having great football coaches. Let's be real. That's true. Um, but I do like Coach O'Connor now, so that's that's not a shot at Coach O'Connor. Dane said, "I think first thing they probably said was don't let him catch the ball, not don't commit pi." Lol. Yeah, I think pi was like the fourth thing they probably actually they they would have said don't let him catch the ball near the sideline first. Catch the ball in the middle of the field, that's fine, but don't let him catch the ball on sideline. Um, don't let him get behind you. Mm-hmm. 
PI would have been like third or fourth because PI would be if it's in the if it's the guy got by by him and they're at the thirty yard line, you're not gonna catch him. Like right. tackle him before he gets the ball. A, it's a, a lot option. of times, like with the damn uh, what you call it, if you do a hail mary. That's probably something you tell guys. Don't do a PI and give him the ball on the one yard line. I got. I okay. put myself on the screen here. Should we? we we'll get, should we get to the rest of these comments after the break? Uh, we yeah, we'll get to the rest of them after the break. And uh, this is why I said we need a break. We'll be back All in about right. seven minutes. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you soon. They said we should just tell you to try McDonald's buttermilk crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast, and we shouldn't make a big deal out of it. But how can we not? It's crispy, juicy chicken on a warm buttermilk biscuit brushed with butter, and you can enjoy it for breakfast for only $3 on the McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu? Oh, forget it. We're making this a big deal. That's more like it. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.